How's it going, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Embrace Movement Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Brandon. Um, today we have a super, super special guest. Uh, his name is Sam. Um, he is from Game Plan underscore Type One Diabetes on Instagram. Uh, he runs a website as well. He has a lot of cool things going on um, about em- empowering other diabetics and kind of showing off some of the cool diabetic athletes and. Uh, people who have diabetes and are uh, not letting it slow them down and things like that. So I think that's awesome. So we have him here today as a guest. We're going to do a, um, an interview and kind of get some an inside look of what he's doing and all that. So I'm super excited to um, get into that. Sure. All right. How's it going, guys? So we have Sam here on the phone. Um, he runs a, a page and a website. You can find his handle at, at gameplan underscore T1D. Um, I see that your page is all about kind of like inspiring diabetics, um, specifically kind of the athletes, and I think that's awesome because it tells it shows a lot of the um, people and expi- um, aspiring athletes that uh, maybe feel like diabetes might slow them down. Uh, that kind of empowers empowers them and show them otherwise. So, um, tell us like a little bit about your page and um, what inspired you to kind of start all of this. Yeah, certainly. It's uh, my pleasure uh, to be here on the podcast with you, and um, you know, love everything that you're doing with your page as well. Um, so, Game Plan T and D really came about as a result of sort of my own background and in, in being a diabetic athlete. So I, was, I was diagnosed when I was just five years old. Grew up with diabetes. Yeah. Um, played football my whole life, and most recently at the college level at Carnegie Mellon University just graduated back in May and as I was graduating and um, transitioning sort of out of athletics, I was sort of looking at all the different stories about diabetic athletes and, you know, there's some great stories out there, but they're all sort of disparate and they weren't in a centralized location. There's no, you know, Instagram you could go to or a website you could go to that kind of had them all listed and was up to date. So that's sort of where um, the motivation for Game Plan 2 and D came into play, and I thought I could kind of strive to be that centralized platform for all the stories about, um, you know, diabetic athletes who are out there just crushing it and doing amazing things, and um, to try to help sort of prove that diabetes doesn't have to be a roadblock athletically, but also, you know, more broadly to living a really satisfying, um, gratifying life. So that's the solution that we're trying to bring to the table, and um, we started back in, I had the, the uh, first idea for Game Plan T1D back in, um, you know, January of 2018, December of 2017, and did our first podcast in July of this year, and we've now put out, um, I think this Monday will be our 18th podcast episode. We've got some blog content up as well, and I'm really excited about uh and we can talk about this too a little bit later on as a really long answer now, but getting into getting into um, some philanthropic work as we're, we're trying to incorporate as a nonprofit and um, do our part to sort of use sports as a platform to raise money for people who need help um, paying for their insulin and just trying to do our part to improve access to basic diabetic supplies. Right, gotcha. And I think that's awesome because although, like, insurance helps a little bit, there are, like, a big difference um, – as to when, like, a diabetic has, like, the minimal supplies to where they can, where, like, if someone to you who has, like, a nonprofit would be able to provide them with, like, pump supplies or test strips and things like that. So I think that there definitely is, like, um, a hole for that. And I think that's cool that um, that everything you're doing, I think, um, 
That's crazy, man. Five years old, that's super young. Do you think, um, do you think like having diabetes at such a young age has like taught me a lot of things? Do you think like now, I know you said you were, you played football all the way through college, which is crazy. I think that's awesome because it can be super tough. Um, do you like, was there like a, a learning curve or like a, like, hard to explain, but like while you were, um, training and things like that uh do you have any advice for like athletes who like are trying to balance diabetes and like football and all that you know because i know like yeah like when i used i used to wrestle back in like in high school i know it was hard because like practice was three hours so like i'd have to like take a second step out you know things like that but i'm sure you have better ways of going about it that you maybe would be help us to explain it yeah i mean that's you really hit the nail on the head like being an athlete being a diabetic is hard in general. Being a diabetic athlete is sort of like an additional burden, like another added layer of complexity. Yeah. Um, because like there's extra physical demands and we're training and we're, you know, trying to perform at a high level competitively. And obviously we all know that, you know, our blood sugar, if it's out of whack, we're not going to perform at our best. So, you know, that's really what we're trying to address with our podcast is trying to find what works for different people. And, you know, in different sports, it's going to be different. So I know for, for me, um, when you mentioned like what, how being diagnosed at five kind of plays into it, and really for me, I it was just sort of a blessing in disguise being diagnosed so young because you know that's always my answer because I I grew up with diabetes and I didn't know anything else than always being accountable for what I was fueling my body with. So I, I grew up reading nutrition labels and knowing yeah. what carbohydrates were and knowing how you know something that's 30 carbs but doesn't have any fat versus a slice of pizza is going to impact, you know, how that impacts our bodies differently. And, yeah. um, you know, I didn't have any, you know, fond memories of taking out on ice cream <laughs> and not having a bolus and stuff like that. So yeah. it was sort of, it was sort of a blessing as opposed to, you know, some people I hear, you know, get diagnosed when they're in college and I can't imagine how yeah, oh difficult that must be to, you know, to take what's been your established lifestyle and like, you know, you have to do a full 180, but you asked about, you know, advice for athletes, and I think it's really just a lot of trial and error, and you got to find what works for you. So, I mean, there's a number of factors that, that impact your your diabetes and your blood sugar, and um, depending on your body and depending on the sport you're in, it's, it's going to be a different solution. So I found for me over the years in playing football um, that if I, if I could try to introduce as much routine and consistency in the process as I could, that was going to be my best bet. So I, I know a big challenge that I faced, um, that a lot of athletes face is stress before competition. So I remember, you know, Saturday mornings before our games or Saturday night, whatever it may be, you know, an hour before a game or 25 minutes before a game, my blood sugar would start to spike with the, you know, the cortisol hormone that gets yeah. introduced to your body when you start to sort of getting that adrenaline stressed out pre-game ritual type of mode so dealing with that was something that um took a lot of trial and error like i said and um but i sort of found that you know if, if i had a lower carb meal before the game and knew when the bowl was and tried to just do, do the same thing consistently that was going to be the best bet so i think you know my advice for athletes would be you know, through trial and error, find what works for you and just try to be as consistent as possible, um, you know, leading up to your competition. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's uh, that's definitely true. I think there's different things that work um, for different people um, in all aspects of diabetes. 
Um, and also going back to what you said, like as being diagnosed at five years old, I think that's totally true. And that is like super inspiring for kids who feel like maybe it's not fair that they got it so young. I think that is like so true. Like if for me, I was diagnosed young too. So I don't like, I don't know what I've mi- I'm missing, you know, like I, yeah. I saw on, um, <clears throat> one of your podcasts that you interviewed, uh, I think his name was Sebastian and he got diagnosed at 22 if I'm, um, correct. And he's the guy who, uh, yep. Yeah, I think that's like I think that's cool. Do you tell me a little bit about that interview? Because that was one of the one of the interviews that kind of stood out to me, and I thought that was like super super awesome. So like, how how cool is that doing that interview? Yeah, that was that was really awesome. Um, he's a really cool guy, really humble. Um, he actually, I just put up on our Instagram story, sent over a few of his. He just wrote a book called One Step at a Time. Oh. He sent over some signed signed copy after our. Um, after our podcast discussion, but as I was saying, he's a great guy, Sebastian Sapsville. Um, his, his Instagram handle, I think it's Seb Inspires, if you guys want to go check him out. But um, his story is just so cool because, like you said, he was diagnosed when he was 22, which is, like we were talking about, such a difficult age to be diagnosed at. Um, and he, it's funny because, like, he's this just super active guy, you know, the most active person you could think you could, you could imagine. And we're talking, and I'm like, so what were you like prior to that? And he's like, oh, I was like, you know, not active. I was like, I, I like to party. I, you know, wasn't sort of, sort of like a couch potato. And I was, I was shocked because you start looking at the things that he's been able to accomplish. And um, what really stuck with me from our conversation was just his mindset and his goal setting. It was just so remarkable. Um, and for those people, those listeners who aren't familiar with Sebastian's good story, Obviously diagnosed with T and D at twenty two. After that, um, I believe six years after that, he climbs Mount Everest in two thousand eight. Four years after that, he runs across the Saharan Desert, um, which is like a hundred um, you know, misremembering some of the details, but it was like a hundred plus mile race. Wow. Completely self sustained. And then his latest thing, his latest big endurance accomplishment was in twenty fourteen. He ran across Canada. He yeah. ran across Canada. Yeah, you're hearing That's that correctly. Insane. It's insane. Oh insane but it's uh, like 40, 4,500 miles. Um, essentially, what he was doing was five to six marathons a week for nine months. Um, and on top of that, he was doing, you know, motivational talks in the evening. He was doing interviews about diabetes, all in an effort to sort of raise awareness. Yeah. Um, you know about D. so he's very in, in the you know outside of him just having a great mindset he's just very humble and yeah. you can tell he wants he's doing these things not only to push himself but to you know bring awareness to the to the D cause yeah definitely man i think that and that's like something that's so cool about your page kind of is like you can you find these people and you bring them to light to where people um like how i was when i was younger and maybe other kids too that like sometimes people, even my own parents, were like, oh, "Maybe you shouldn't do this sport because I know it might be a little harder for diabetes, or you might get low during like a competition or a race, or you might get high during a race or something like that." I think that's awesome to know that there's people out here like Sebastian and you who did it in football in college and high school, and other people who are like doing powerlifting and stuff. I saw throughout your page and your website. I think that um, it's just so important that like even kids who are like brand new to this know that there are people out there like fighting harder than even people who don't have diabetes you know kind of like how you said like sebastian wasn't doing much 
pre-diabetes, you know? mm. so it can be. Yeah. It could def diabetes can definitely be something to where it's like, you know, add like it's a an extra power, I guess, <laughs> for lack of better words. But that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's like I think diabetics when they have the right care are almost like mm-hmm. they can almost be like superhuman just because like you know we we know what that additional burden is and, and how to be resilient and mentally tough because it's diabetes is a challenge yeah. um, and that's part of the reason why like just to quickly return to you know the philanthropic work we want to try to do is we want to try to use sports as this philanthropic platform because you know everyone can understand sports everyone can get behind sports and they're very relatable um and it's, it's just so compelling to see people like sebastian climbing Mount everest and yeah. that's all because he you know not only because he has a great mindset and he's extremely driven and is an awesome guy but because he has access to really good diabetes care mm-hmm. it's just it's very frustrating to me when we have people here in the united states let alone in in developing countries you know where people yeah. don't have access to you know real basic stuff like glucose meters and um you know insulin but we have people streaming the united states dying because they they don't have access or can't afford their insulin to me that's mind-blowing and that's a an issue that we're we're very passionate about at game plan d t1d you know something that from a philanthropic standpoint we want to try to do our part to solve so yeah but yeah it's um that that's really what our platform is, is really all about we want to try to inspire athletes with um, the, the content, these these stories with people like Sebastian, and um, we also want to do our part to empower people by trying to improve access to really quality care. Right, and um, I think that's I think that's great because I think that a lot of people will, will see this and want to help out and and kind of help your cause, and I think that's awesome. I saw that um, on your website, you have like a place to. Um, kind of put your email so that way, uh, whenever you do get certified to become like nonprofit, people will be able to donate. Is it just like a kind of like a waiting game type of thing, like waiting to get approved, all that type thing? Yeah, so we're in the process now, and um, I say we as a platform right now, it's pretty much just myself. And okay, yeah. I have a few, I have a few different people sort of advising me from a legal standpoint, but okay. I'm really trying to rush to get our. Um, Platform incorporated as a nonprofit and to get our 501c3 status from the IRS so that um, people can reap the you know benefits from a tax standpoint of having yeah. their donations be tax deductible, which is an important part of the process legally. So mm-hmm. um, and also just it, you know it signals to everyone that we're the real deal and that yeah, um, we're we stand by you know the words we say and that like the majority of our dollars will go towards solving the issue of yeah. um, improving access to diabetes care. So, but like you said, it is definitely a waiting game. And um, in the meantime, it gives me a chance to really focus on putting quality content out there that can inspire people and, um, you know, hopefully teach people some good lessons. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. I, I, I agree. And it sucks that it's kind of like a, the whole legal back and forth thing, but definitely um, if you guys do go on to his website, um, you can find it through his um, Instagram page. Again, that's gameplan underscore T1D. There is a way that you can put your email so that when it is available, you can, you'll be able to donate, which is really cool. Um, so almost kind of wrapping up, what, what have you learned from all of this? Um, and as far as 
just your own personal life of being a diabetic, growing up with it, um, having it at five years old, playing sports with it and everything like that. And as far as what have you learned um, while starting and growing and um, running this, um, this organization? Yeah, it's a great question. And um, honestly, it's just one of the things that stood out to me the most has just been the TUND community and how receptive and awesome people are. Like, like I love that we're just having this call right now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I get the chance to meet cool people like yourself. And, yeah. um, you know, start, starting out game plan TUND, it was just this, you know, it was really just an idea. And then some of the early talks I had with um, KDRF, where they kind of were like, oh, this could potentially work. And then sort of reaching out to the athletes. I, I do all my outreach through social media, more or less. And, wow. um, you know, like, I was at a Chili's just sitting there, and I sent Gary Hall Jr., who's a five-time Olympic gold medal swimmer, oh a LinkedIn message. And he, I'm eating, I'm eating dinner at Chili's with my sisters, and he, <laughs> he sends me a LinkedIn, a LinkedIn message back just saying, hey, here's my cell, and let's, wow. Let's make this interview happen, and oh it's just like, you know, That's who am I to, to you know, have conversations with these people? But yeah. I'm just so grateful that they're, you know, that they want to use their story to empower other diabetics, and if I can sort of be the conduit or the platform and the mouthpiece to sort of bring those stories together, um, I'm, you know, I feel very blessed that I get to have that privilege and that opportunity. So. It's just been um, very rewarding for me from a from a community standpoint that yeah. there are such like awesome people like yourself out there doing things on social media to try to help other diabetics and um, you know it kind of restores for me a little bit sort of faith in, in humanity that there are so many awesome individuals out there doing things from an advocacy standpoint to try to improve the lives of other diabetics and I'm just very happy that I get to be a part of that uh, movement to uplift the diabetic community. Yeah, man, definitely. That's that's beautiful, man. I can't believe that's so cool. Like that's so true, though. Like I have noticed that the type one diabetic community is so like helpful. They're all open armed, like they're all willing to help each other out and share advice and empower each other. And I think that's so so great. Um, that's awesome, man. And shout out to Chili's is my favorite restaurant. Um, <laughs> but all right, man. Um, last thing. Do you have any advice for uh, newly diagnosed diabetics or even diabetics who've been diagnosed for like a long time? Um, mm -hmm. People maybe who are just, who do want to do the whole, like who are trying to join sports or maybe feeling a little discouraged or just maybe some diabetes advice in general. Yeah, that's, this is, it's funny. I actually end my podcast with this question to all the athletes <laughs> and awesome. I always get, you know, a number of different responses and, yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of funny because I, full disclosure, have been going through a bit of a rough path myself and transitioning out of college football has been, you know, a big challenge because, you know, this, this outlet that I had of exercise and training and fitness has kind of been taken away and I'm trying to sort of adjust and move forward now. So it's like, I'm trying to think how do I apply that, all of the lessons I've learned from the, from my podcast with those guests asking that same question. So right. I think it, my my advice to a newly di diagnosed diabetic is that ultimately in the long run, you're, you're going to be stronger because of your T1D diagnosis. We're at the point now where, um, you know, we're coming into some of the best technology that's been 
around in you know hybrid closed systems and yeah. insulin pumps and CGMs and all of that and um, you know it's it's initially going to be daunting and there are going to be scary times and mm-hmm. no matter how long you've had T1D I've had it for um, you know 18 years or so there everyone has bad days and um, you know it, it will pass the, the, the scariness will pass and we'll establish healthy routines but um, you know, another big thing is that you, all, you always have to be learning. Like I said, I've, I've had TMD for 18 years, and, um, you know, there can be days where you just experience something that you've never experienced before, and in that sense, you always have to kind of be on your toes and be ready to and willing to learn and adapt to um, your body and to your diabetes. So I would say I kind of gave, like, four or five different answers there, but um, I would just say, you know, Understand that I really think it's a blessing in disguise um, because you're gonna you're gonna be mentally strong um, and mentally stronger because of your diabetes and also um, you know always be learning and, and look at it as an opportunity to really be accountable for your health and for your wellness and you know from the food you're eating to the sleep you're getting to how you're handling stress um, you know all of that impacts your diabetes so you really have to be on top of all that so. Rather than looking at it as a burden, look at it with a positive frame of mind and think, okay, how can I optimize my health? And that's really going to impact your diabetes, um, you know, in a great way. So I would say just try to find the silver lining in all of it if you can. Yeah, definitely. And I think I agree with all that. And that's all that stuff is like really, really helpful and inspiring. I know that um, um, with your page as well, like that silver liner silver lining becomes so much more clear I think um, I think that's awesome it, it definitely can be something that can empower you and push you um, rather than like hold you back I think that's cool and I think that what you're doing is like such a good like enforcer of that and I think that's so cool man um, but yeah thank you so much man for being on the show you've been awesome I feel like I'm gonna like do a couple laps around my neighborhood maybe go lift some weights I don't know man I feel but uh yeah if you guys haven't already go follow this guy he's awesome his name is game plan underscore t1d um but um as far as that goes i'm gonna give you the floor kind of to take as long as you want maybe let us know how we can follow you where we can connect to you where we can go to kind of be more involved with what you're doing so floor is yours man yeah absolutely um well it was my pleasure being on the podcast and uh really love everything you're doing with the embrace movement and um you know if you want to follow us we're on instagram twitter and facebook at game plan t1d um we do a weekly podcast with different diabetic athletes and we try to essentially uncover what it is that allows them to excel despite their diabetes um a lot of our podcasts deal with you know more professional athletes but we also have blog content with more recreational athletes you know high school level athletes even youth athletes to show people that um, you know, you don't have to be a professional to be a diabetic athlete. And, you know, we have people on our blog who are trying their first 5K. So it's, we, we really try to provide a spectrum of different diabetic athletes um, and their accomplishments. So, um, yeah, those are our Instagram or our social media handles. Uh, we also have our website, www.gameplantuand.com, where you can go to find more related content. And also, as you mentioned, sign up to receive a notification once we officially incorporate as a nonprofit um, so you can help empower diabetics from our philanthropic standpoint. But 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Um, I, I, like I said, thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast and giving me a chance to sort of talk to your following. And like I said, I'm a big fan of everything you guys are doing, so keep it up. Thank you, man, so much. I appreciate your time, man. Take care.